I try to adjust myself to other people, you know, tone the little boldness down, be this person. And which, of <laughs> course, make the relationship doomed for failure. Somebody else is dealing with whatever I dealt with, dealing with, or will deal with. And that's why mm -hmm. I went through a lot. Welcome to Define You. Class is now in session. Hello, hello, and welcome to another great Define You Wednesday. Welcome to Define You Radio. If this is your first time here, let me introduce myself. I am your host, Valencia Grissom Wallace. I am a lifestyle designer. I am a pusher. I am a motivator. I am here living my purpose. And that means just in, enjoying life and really bringing people to you guys that's enjoying life and living their purpose and they're doing things to define themselves. And that's the purpose of this show. It's to educate, inform, and empower you guys with stories of people that are defining themselves. That's what Define You is about. It's not about what anyone else said. It's not about what the world may tell you. It's about what God tells you and what you do with that. So with that being said, normally I close out the show with a quote, but I'm feeling a little, you know, I'm feeling a little extra motivated today because I'm so excited about our special guest. So I'm going to actually start off the show with a quote. So this is you guys' quote for the week, and I will post it at the end of the show. If you're going to make a change, you're going to have to operate from a new belief that says life happens not to me but for me. And that quote comes from Tony Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Robbins. So with that being said, let me introduce our very special guest, the beautiful, wonderful Miss Lexi Jones. Or I am, I am. Good evening, Valencia. Thank you for having me. No, thank you so much for for being on. And I'm really excited, especially because I'm actually going to share two platforms with you this year. Yay. So, Eric, see, God moves things how, how it's supposed to go. <laughs> yes, so, um, yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yay, I'm excited. So why don't you tell the audience just a, a little bit about who is Miss Lexi Jones? Yes, uh, absolutely. So as Valencia said, my name is Lexi Jones. I am President, Master Coach of Lexi Jones LLC and Feminitude LLC. I help people to understand their purpose to determine their calling and to monetize it. I've been doing that for many, many years, actually about almost 17 years now. Um, but I've been doing it for myself full-time for three or four years now. And so I really just enjoy uh, helping people to find freedom um, through entrepreneurship and leadership. Mm, I, lo I love that. I love that because there is freedom in being your own boss. There yes. is freedom yes, in, is. you know, like the quote said, you know, life is not happening to you, but it's happening for you. And a lot of times we get, um, we take things personal, whether it's dealing yes. with our finances personal development, business, we take it, take it as if something is happening to us, but it's actually happening for us to strengthen our muscles, to, for us to learn new finances is always a hot topic, you know? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And yes, it is. And so critical to, um, to any and everyone, to the entrepreneur, to the leader, but to any and everyone in general. Yeah. Okay, Miss Alexi. Well, let me let me ask you this: with with finances, with with monetizing, why did you choose? What's so special about that area that you area you kind of want to deal with? 
Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say because most people, um, finances is not their favorite word. Everybody wants to uh, monetize something, whether it's their garage sale or hobby or talent. You know, I mean, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you that's what it takes to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a hard topic to, to discuss. It's a hard topic to discuss. So what are, what are your feelings on that? Yeah, absolutely. So let me say this. I would have never thought, if you would have asked me even five years ago, that uh, would I be, you know, going around and speaking about finances and helping uh, people, and particularly women, in the area of finances, I probably would have laughed at you because I mm. have never liked numbers. <laughs> I've never liked, <laughs> never liked dealing, you know, with my own finances. I think because I had to, and uh, so I was not a fan either of finances um, mm-hmm. until until uh, about two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I lost everything. I lost my home. I lost my car. Um, I lost my job. Uh, eventually lost my marriage because of all of the stress that that caused. And then um, I just didn't think I hit rock bottom. That was the lowest I thought I had ever been. Um, and you have to understand, you know, I was a person who always I was able to get what I wanted. Um, finances was not an issue coming out of college because I was blessed enough to you know, I have a decent job. I'm saying I had the greatest fan job, but have a decent job. I was just able to take care of it. And so when uh, ex-husband, when he lost his job, because uh, he lost his job first, it was still like, okay, things are cool because I had a, you know, a very decent paying job and I could take care of things while he was looking for things. And when I lost mine, I was, um, you know, I was in that place where it's like that corner where you have nowhere to turn. You can't turn left. You can't turn right. You know, you can't go any more down, downward than you already are. Right? And so all you have is to look up. That's it. All you have is to look up. That period of time, 2008 to about 2011, it was a very tumultuous time, but it was also the, the best time of life. Now, in the midst of all that, I didn't think it was the best time of my life. Right. But uh, coming out of it and looking back, it was the best time of my life because during that period, um, I drew closer to Christ. And during that period of time, he led me, he put people in my path to teach me some things about finances that I would have never learned. They don't teach it in schools. They don't teach it. Um, in your universities, they don't, you don't at home, generally, unless you, already, you grew up with this knowledge, um, you know, you not teach it, you know, any traditional teach it because put them out of business. So I was so ecstatic, so happy, and um, felt so blessed when I learned the things that I learned about finances that it, it forever changed the way I looked at finances, the way I felt about um, money management um, and numbers, so to speak. Hmm. And it's interesting that you say that because I know just in in my own life, I don't like numbers when it comes to dealing with, you know, a budget, keeping receipts, so on and so forth. And it's because I really didn't come from a background that we discussed money. We mm-hmm. didn't discuss mm-hmm. money, what to do with it, how to save it. Even in school when I had a summer job, I was able to do whatever I wanted, which most of the time mm-hmm. went to, you know, fast food or nails or, you know, something. I had no concept of making it carry over or save any, it's kind of, you know, okay, I'm going to spend all of this because guess what? In two weeks I get paid again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a, a lot of times, and so with my 
son, I'm teaching him different, you know, different things I didn't learn, and I'm teaching, trying to, you know, explain to him because he look at it um, when money comes out of his account like people are taking his money. No, this amount is going to your savings, and this amount mm-hmm. goes to your uh, investment account. And, mm-hmm. you know, as he got mm-hmm. older, because that, that's all, since he's been working, he's always had his own money, but he it had to go certain places. But as he got older, he understood that it wasn't just going in the air. Right. And um, just teaching those lessons, which I don't understand why they don't teach what I would call practical math in schools. Right. And it's... It's funny you say, you know, you had to uh, hit rock bottom that, you know, in, in life to, in God's place of people, and, and he always does that. Whether we know it or not, it, in the moment, we we get the people we need when we need them and we learn yes. something. Yes. So what yes. what did you learn during that time period specifically so that what helped I- you sure um what i learned during that time one was that i didn't uh depend on god and trust god like i thought i did hmm. so you know when you have it you when you have things and i'm not saying i had everything but you know we, we were able to manage you know we didn't have any terrible issues and so when you have that, you know, you don't think about not having and having to depend on anyone else, you know, or God even. So I learned Mm -hmm. during that time how to truly depend on God because I couldn't do anything. Whatever my hand touched, it wasn't working. Mm. So I learned how to truly depend on God and and how to trust in God. I also learned some very simple financial practices, financial um, concepts uh, that I can use that would just, I'm telling you, they just they just changed my life. And they're so simple. They are so simple. And, you know, people would think, man, there's got to be some kind of, because a lot of people do struggle with finances. Right. You would think that, there's something, you know, complex that I don't know and that I don't understand. And it's like, what do people who are um, rich, what do they, what do, what do they have that I don't have? What do they, what do they know that I don't know? Okay. And it's not that it's not, um, it's not that it's anything complex. It's very simple, very simple. But the thing is, is that growing up. Like you mentioned, in your you know household, in my household too, there weren't really talks about money outside of, you know, you see the bills piling up, and in my whole household, you know, sometimes there were um, talks about how much we didn't have. You know, it was always right. about how much we didn't have, um, and then and arguments and you know whatever. So money was not a very positive thing. It wasn't a positive experience in our household. Up, um, and so if you come up with that, you don't know any other way. You come up with that. You got your neighbors and other family members. You know, everybody's house you go to is like that. Mm-hmm. So you don't know any other way, right? But there are people who have in homes where the conversation is different. You know, the conversation is different, and they're talking about how you. Um, control money. Money doesn't control you. Money is a tool. Money helps, you know, all of these healthy things about money, those conversations are being held in the households of those who, you know, come up knowing how to um, manage their money. So, mm-hmm. and um, that, you know what, and that is, um, especially when you say like money is a tool, <clears throat> and about, you know, you control your money, your money doesn't control you. And in in more households, you know, depending on your circle and so on and so forth, you will see more of the negative money discussions, like you said, about what we don't have. 
we don't have. Mm-hmm. And I have a, um, had an uncle that passed away in 2007. He was a Marine, and he was a, mm-hmm. a fireman. And he he corrected me with a, a few things growing growing up. You know, um, one of the things he he taught me he very very good advice. N- number one, don't ever lend money that you can't afford not to get back. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and and if you instead of saying you don't have. Just say, uh, what do you used to say, like, uh, I don't, it's not for that. You know, when, um, mm-hmm. instead of saying, you know, uh, I don't have money to go to the mall or I don't have money to lend you, I don't have money, you know, I don't have mm-hmm. money for that. And it's a simple mm-hmm. change of wording, but it very much goes into a, a mental thing. It's, it's a mentality dealing with money that we yes. have to not give it so much power, and you do have to have faith when dealing with money. And yes. we, we use it backwards. We we wait to until we um, are on our knees, broke, uh, like have faith and want to pray for abundance and so on and so forth. I know, been there, done that. I'm sure the majority mm-hmm. of the listeners can relate to that. Oh my Lord, what yes. I'm gonna do prayer. But before yes. you get to that, oh my Lord, what I'm gonna do prayer. <laughs> yes. What What is one tip you you could say that people that have money know that to us it seems like ridiculous to do, but it's so simple. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, and I'm laughing because it really is so simple, and I'm and I'm laughing even more because sometimes we do say this, even in the in our in in my home, um, mm-hmm. and in homes like yours, we say this, but we don't really we don't really practice this. So mm. pay yourself first. Goodness, <laughs> um, it just right there. <laughs> And so when I am uh, speaking about finances or I'm, you know, coaching with my clients or whatever, and I'm talking about this thing called uh, pay yourself first, I always say, you know, we have got to get, and we talk about that, but then or we, you know, we go pay bills, we go pay, you know, everything else, we go play, everything else, mm-hmm. and then at the end of that, there's nothing left. There's nothing left to pay yourself. There's nothing left to save, nothing left to invest. And why? Because as we were growing up, we would hear that, but the action that we saw was opposite. Right. So if we would learn, if we would just learn that, because I tell people in my class, I'm like, you all don't understand. When it's time for you to retire, your um, light bill company, your gas company, your water company, your cell phone company, your cable company, none of those companies are coming to you with a check saying, congratulations, you've worked so hard, here's some money to retire. Mm-hmm. And half, no. the, um, half the time you got to fight them to even get your deposit back. <laughs> Okay, okay, and so the rich, and and you know, and when I say rich, speaking both monetarily, and I'm speaking, I'm speaking more like wealth, right? But with mm-hmm. the, what they understand, you know, those things, those things can wait. They're gonna take care of themselves first. Those things can wait. If you ever look at any. Uh, stories or hear stories of these super successful um, entrepreneurs, leaders, you know, because most rich people are entrepreneurs. So if you ever hear their stories, you always hear the story of um, my house was foreclosed on, I was homeless, I was, you know, in debt, hundreds and thousands and hundreds and hundreds and, you know, thousands of dollars. You hear these stories. Why? Because they were taking the little that they had 
and they were paying themselves. Hmm. And for the rest of us, that is like so... We don't, we can't understand that, right? Because you know we were taught, whether in word or by action, you know, pay. You got to pay all your bills. You pay all your bills. You know, you got to have you got to have a place to stay. Got to this or that. Stand is I'm a sacrifice for for right now, so I can have it all for the rest of my years. And it and we hear that. I know I've heard it a million times that pay yourself first. And a lot of times we really don't understand the concept behind that. What exactly does that thank you for, for laying that out and it is so it's so simple. It's it's simple. It seems difficult but it's simple. And I was trying to find this quote because I read a quote earlier this week um, that was saying something like um, instead of, like, investing what you have left to pay bills, basically saying how we do things out of order. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, like you said, we, we pay bills and then want to save what's left versus, you know, save and then pay bills. But, you know, in households, the average, I've even seen memes about people, you know, I've seen different memes, you know, my bills paid, I may be broke, but my bills are paid. Uh, yes. I remember that meme. Yes, I can't <laughs> I stand it. <laughs> I may be broke, but yes. my bills are paid. And somewhere it feels that it's okay to be broke because our bills are paid. But eventually you're going to get to where that a, a disaster happens, something breaks down, you have a seven pair just the other day, just the yeah. other day. It, it rocked my world. I'm sitting here working on a com- computer, and it got warm in the house. I know I'm in Louisiana, mm-hmm. let's have 12 months, and that's eight yeah. years. And I checked the wall, and it said the inside temperature was 79 degrees. What was going on? Of course, I go in full out, you know, because this time of year, having to call someone to see, it's going to, you know, not over. Mm -hmm. And that, that mentality of, it's okay to be broke and pay my bills first, I would still be sitting in here being hot today. That's right. So That's if, right. If, no, uh, if no other reason, think about that emergency. You can't afford to be broke. That's right. You can't. People That's die right. from um, heat exhaustion and overheating. And uh, that particular day, I know it was like 98, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the man was able to come out the next morning and and get it fixed, but, and I put something on Facebook like, um, I'm not going to complain about it because some people have a fever to get it fixed. Right. So if no other, you know, I mean, it's several reasons because nobody wants to work their their whole life and, you know, nobody wants to to do that. You don't want to live to pay bills because that's not really living. Right. And when I see that meme or I hear people say that, I'm like, that's exactly what you're putting yourself on track to do, mm-hmm. is to work forever mm-hmm. because you live to pay bills. And that's definitely not a not a way to live because any, anything could happen. So let me ask you this. When you... How important do you believe faith is when it comes to dealing with your finances? Like how do those things go hand hand in hand or side okay. by side? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, hand in hand. I mean, they are um, – your, your faith has everything to do with um, 
how you how you do in terms of your finances as well. Um, one one thing that I learned during that time period is that um, money management is about mindset. It has nothing to do with the money and the numbers or anything like that. It's it's about mindset. And as uh, a woman of faith, as a Christian, I'm supposed to know God, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that God, one, God created, um, he created us to have dominion. There are several places in his word where, you know, he talks about where we are more than conquerors. We are, you know, this that. We were created in his image. And when I think about when we're created in his image, one of those things, uh, one of the things that God did gets back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, obviously, is when he created the heavens and the earth, he spoke everything into existence. He spoke everything into existence. And so if we are created in his image, then our words have power as well. Mm -hmm. Our words have creative power. And so whatever we are thinking, dwelling on, you know, we begin to speak that. So what are we speaking over our finances? And and, and you talked about this a little bit ago, you know, being very mindful of how we speak when it comes to our finances. Because as a person of faith, you have got to understand that your words have creative power. You've got to understand that. So the other thing is, um, God tells us in um, Proverbs, I think it is, I think it's Proverbs 15, um, Proverbs 15, verse 27, I believe, and he says, he who is greedy for gain troubles his own house. So we have to be careful that, um, you know, we got to put first things first. Let's prioritize and put first things first. And there is an order in how you build your financially stable home. And what ha- and what happens is that a lot of us we don't know um, we don't know the order because again we just you know we weren't educated we don't know the order um, and so what we end up doing is we end up doing a lot of you know play stuff first. I'm gonna go to right. uh, Beyonce's concert. You know, before I make sure my life insurance is in place. (laughs) You know, and nothing against Beyonce. I respect her. You know, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not going to the concert, but and I but I respect her, and I you know I respect her business, and I don't have a problem with people who go to her concert. But my thing is, we don't we we don't prioritize. Right. And that's that's one hundred percent true. Even things um, because we want to to look good, and we'll spend uh, an arm and a leg on a purse to have nothing in it. Girl. Not me, of course. <laughs> not not me. I don't. I don't do. You know. Yeah, I don't get into all that either. Mm-mm. Because half half the time, you know, half the time I'm. I try not to carry a purse or I'll put it, you know, somewhere else because yes. sometimes a purse can be a hindrance. So you spent yes. your whole check, next check, light bill, house note, whatever, on a purse that nobody's right. going to see or, right. you know, like you, you're scared to sit it down because somebody may take it. I mean, I don't know. It's just right. it doesn't make sense. No shade right. on you guys that spend an arm and a leg on a purse. However, that's yeah. not Valencia's thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm definitely not throwing shade, right, because I've been there, right? I used to be the one right. going to get the nails done every couple weeks and the hair done every couple weeks. And I was never one to buy expensive purses all the time, but I had a few. Um, but, you know, so I'm not throwing shade either. I'm just saying when you begin to understand um, what really matters. Because mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time and we spend a lot of money on things that we get no return for. Mm-hmm. And a purse is, is one of them. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we get really no return for it. 
Right. You know, it gets worn out, and then what can you do with it? You know, you can either keep carrying it worn out or whatever. Most most people won't. They're going to go and get another one, you know. But all that money that you poured into that purse, $200, $400, $600, <laughs> what do you have to show for it? What do you have to show for it? Wow. You know, that's, we spend that's so much time in, in investing in things that don't give us a return. And then a week later or two days later on our knees with that, Lord help me, yes. Jesus prayer. And yes. we wonder, <laughs> you know, um, and we wonder, he was trying to help you because you, you had the money, but you chose to spend it on the purse and then pray right. a couple of days later about bills, but you knew, you, you know, like, and what I like to share with the audience, and that's why, I'd like, I love the guests that I've been blessed to have on the show because it's not just someone that has uh, read a book or, you know, something they're hurt, they've hurt. It's I love to have guests that then they're done that so I know. Right. So, like, I, I right. know what it's like to, you know, go to the mall and pray about bills later, you know. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. then they're done mm-hmm. that, you, you know. But when you, you learn better, I think my Angelou said that, when you learn better, you do better. Somebody said it. But mm, the Bible says it better, too in James. <laughs> it's all, you, you know. you know better, you do better. Right. And then when you said about... um. We really have to watch what we say. Part of activating your faith in your finances is not saying things of what the power of life or death is in, in the tongue. You know, so yes. if you constantly saying, I'm broke, I don't have money to do this, don't be surprised when you don't have yes. those things because you already spoke it out into all of Louisiana or California or Washington, whatever state you're in, if you're overseas, all of whoever is around you know what one thing about you, you don't have the money. Exactly. So it's no surprise. Exactly. <laughs> we have to and watch you know, the, what we say. Absolutely. And the thing is, you can act, you can actually shut yourself off from opportunities just by saying things like that. And I'll give you a a, a a short story. When I was growing up, I got two siblings, and every other Monday, Mom would take us to the grocery store to go grocery shopping. And when we would pull up into the you know parking lot and get into the parking space, she always gave us the lecture before we went into the store. Huh. And the lecture was, "Don't touch nothing. Don't ask for nothing. We ain't got it." <laughs> right? Every uh-huh. other Monday that same lecture. Now, little did I know that those three little lines would affect me in a great way um, as I grew up. So fast forward, I'm in college, and in college they have all kinds of opportunities. You can study abroad and do all this kind of stuff. Now, I never once, I would see the little flyers for study abroad or the informational meetings, you know, were going to be taking place, and I never once went to the informational meeting because what was I saying to myself? Mm-hmm. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. Don't ask for nothing. You mm-hmm. don't got it. So I never even went to the meeting to find out if they even helped people or if there were ways to raise your money or anything. I just shut myself off. And, you know, it's funny you say that because, whoo, that's, that's a mom's anthem almost. Um, mm-hmm. And I've even said it. It's been said to me. I've said it to my son, you know, that right before we go in the store talk, you know, and we don't realize that it's, it's something we say but we're saying it, and it's it's getting into us mentally. Like you said, you never even went to see what and how, because you already <laughs> said, "The money, I'm not gonna fool with that," you know. And it could have been a free, I'm um, free trip. You could have got paid to go, you know. And it's right. 
a lot of times we close ourselves off from opportunities because what we think things are too much, which brings me to another question. And I'm sure everybody can relate to this. Kind of touching on, you know, when you said earlier about building a financial house, people don't realize how important and affordable insurance is for life insurance. And I bring this up because people don't look at insurance as being a financial necessity until you have to have a fish fry or barbecue or go or whatever to pay for those unexpected things that happen because things happen. Right. So if you could right. touch on, on that a little bit about the insurance aspect of, you know, finances. Okay, sure, absolutely. So, um, you know, God says in his word that, in this, this is in Proverbs 30 where he talks, he talks about the ants, and there's a line there that says that yet they prepare their food in the summer. Okay? Mm. So God wants us to be prepared, right? He wants us to be prepared. So the foundation to building your financial home, after you get your mind right, because mindset is everything, <laughs> mm-hmm. is your life insurance, your income protection, either or. Those, t- those terms are uh, interchangeable, okay? And so people often think, well, they think it's not important or maybe they think it's too much money, you know, I don't know enough about it, whatever the, re- you know, whatever the reasons are. But they have not yet been convinced that it is something that they absolutely have to have. I'm going to put it like this. If you had a house, a car, or a tree, this is something that I do with my students, my clients, which would you insure? Hmm. So when I ask them that, most of them say, you know, the house, right? I'll right. insure the house. Right. I'm going to insure the house because, you know, it's probably it's probably, you know, the most expensive asset that I have. Some people who may not have a house are like, well, I don't have a house. It'll be my car. You know, and the state makes us have insurance for the car anyway. So it's usually one of those two answers. Most times it's the house. But then I say to them, now, take another look at, at that tree. What if I told you that that tree grows money every Friday? Hmm. Now, which would you do insure? So then, of course, they're like, well, insure the tree because the tree grows money every Friday. So I'm like, what if I said that tree was you? Hmm. So whether you get paid every Friday or every other Friday or Thursday or twice a month or once a month, however you get paid, you are that tree and you grow money. Not necessarily hmm. grow it, but you you're working, right? Right. <laughs> okay. Why don't we insure that? We insure our houses, we insure our cars, we insure our boats, we insure body parts. <laughs> we don't insure right. you know, we don't insure our we don't insure our lives because here's the thing. When you as the breadwinner of that house, when something happens to you, God forbid, and you are gone, the loss of that income is devastating. It is devastating to the rest of the family. So now not only is the family, you know, they're grieving, but now they're stressed because, one, they don't know how they're going to bury you. Two, they're going to get kicked out the home. Three, there's bills hanging around that are going to get passed on to them. Four, they don't know how they're going to feed the kids. So wow. when we don't have life insurance, that's why life insurance is the foundation. Mindset is really foundation, but after that, of course, that's why life insurance is the foundation. If something happens to you, that home is coming down if you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. Then the house is going and the car too. Right. And, and, God <laughs> would, 
he, he is not pleased. <laughs> he is not pleased. Will not be pleased if we are not um, if we are not taking care of our families in that way. Mm. And you know what's funny though, like life insurance never was something that I used to think about. Like it's not it's not a discussion that you really have growing up. So it's not when when people think about money and protecting money or or saving money, investing money. A lot of times we don't think about life insurance, and it's right. really not something that I thought about until I got um, older. Right. And I was like, you know, Lord, if something happens to me, you know, my son is used to a certain way of life. Who's going right. to, you know, take care of him? You know, I right. and that was my my thing was making sure that my son would not have to deal with whatever and not have anything, especially, um, you know, as a minor. I mean, he's 19 now, but... You know, mm-hmm. when I was thinking about this, and I was like, I didn't want that. And a lot of times, too, a lot of people don't realize also that when make sure that if your child is a minor, you are very specific that if something happens with who and who and what goes where in in regards to your child mm-hmm. and your life mm-hmm. insurance. Because mm-hmm. we've all seen mm-hmm. people act up at the end, especially if you have minor children. That's just a side, yes. quote unquote, in insurance note to you know think about. Have a have your beneficiaries laid out, your living yes. will, so on and your so living forth. Will. We don't even. Yes. Oh my goodness, we don't even think about that either. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We so do, me, we don't what, you know. What advice would you give someone that's in a financially bad place right now? They are at so close to rock bottom that they could see the rocks. All what right. what is the one step or the one the one thing you would say or you know if you have more than one that's great too. But what would what would you right. tell them? <clears throat> to kind of give them a, a, a jump start. Right. So the first thing is you definitely may feel like you're at rock bottom. Um, I, I shared a little of my story with you. You know, I've been there and I know what that feels like. It does not feel good at all. But I'm here to tell you that no matter how bad you think your situation is, um, there is hope and there are answers and there are things that you can do. One. Two, don't be afraid to go and get the knowledge because one of the things that we'll do is, well, I can't afford any of the stuff anyway, so I'm not going to go find out about it. Hmm. I'll go find out about it when I have the money to do it. And that's wrong thinking. Mm-hmm. That's wrong thinking. <laughs> you know. Um, so whether you think you have... Um, the money to to do something about your situation or you don't think you have, it doesn't matter. Get the knowledge. And here's the thing, because whatever financial coach you sit down with or, or advisor that you sit down with, they have a fresh set of eyes. They have an objective set of eyes. You don't, because you are in the midst of your situation. Mm-hmm. So they have a fresh set of eyes, they have an objective set of eyes, and, you know, they can tell you, okay, yes, eventually you want to get here, but I'm seeing this right here, and let's start here, A, baby steps. Wow. We are always looking for, like, the whole big picture. Feast, (laughs) right. (laughs) You know, but sometimes you just need to take a bite. You know what I'm saying? Take a bite. Mm-hmm. Chew that, swallow, and then take the next bite. Or like one of my quotes that I that I love is, you know, about um how to eat an elephant. You know? Yes. When you ask yes. somebody if a uh if a mouse could eat an elephant. And if in our natural 
non-knowing selves, of course not. A mouse is this little, an elephant is that big. But one bite at a right. time, it could be done. We, like you said, we want to we want to go from rock bottom to mountain high overnight. Like we we praying right. over them lottery tickets. Okay, <laughs> <You know>? okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Lord have mercy. Know, you know, but and and I know you know I've had to deal with different financial situations, and you can look at the big picture and get frustrated, and you frustrate yourself and end up doing nothing. Exactly. Exactly. So exactly. So yeah, you don't you don't want to do that. So go get the knowledge, okay? So that you know you got to know where you're, where you're going. <laughs> you know, you got to know where you're going. So and then after getting the knowledge then you have to be willing to do whatever it takes mm. to get out of, you know, the situation and to get to, you know, level ground and then higher ground. You've got to be mm-hmm. willing to make whatever sacrifice. There are times when I sit down with people and I'm coaching them and, I, and you know, they ask me, okay, what do we need to do? You know, we really want to do whatever. And then I'm like, well, you need to do A, B, and C. They're like, well, uh, I mean, either you're ready to get out of this or you're not. Right. You have to be right. willing to make the sacrifices. Because what we want, you know, we, we want to just be pulled out of a situation. We don't want to go through any pain. We don't want to go through mm-hmm. any, you know, and, and life just doesn't work like that. Right. So that may mean, you know, like one, one of the things I did, um, to, to start saving money. I started this about last year, I believe, um, mm-hmm. because I've been going to get my nails done every two weeks since about eighth grade, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, it is a process of me really looking at, you know, finances and wanting to save money. I said, okay, well, number one, it's not necessary for me to go mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, every time I went to the nail shop, I was spending roughly about $70, $75 because I was getting, you know, the whole deal. Sure. So I was right. like, okay, well, let's see how far I can extend this out. I'm not, you know, going anywhere. Who's looking at my nails and, you know, whatever. So I was able to cut and save money by just going once a month. And it took it took a minute for me to adjust to that because I was used yeah. to it. And a lot of times, but you yep. have to to sacrifice in order to gain. Um, right. And one of the things I wanted to add too, when you were talking about getting educated and research and ask, when my son was little, I wanted him to be part of um, some of the different things they did at the YMCA. And mm-hmm. at that time, you know, being a, especially being a single parent, not really financially educated and so on and so forth, but I knew it had to be a way. I believe in asking questions. So mm-hmm. I asked at the YMCA if they had any, you know, scholarships. I explained, you know, so on and so forth, and they did. So my son mm-hmm. was able to go to the YMCA and play different, um, you know, sports they had or whatever activities was going on at the time because I asked one simple question, do you guys have scholarships, filled out the paper, gave it to him, and he was able to go. So, you know, a lot of times we don't ask the the simple um, at the libraries, different places that will offer free financial classes or, or so on. There's never a dumb question. A closed mouth don't get fed. A closed mouth won't be saving any extra money either, you know? So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and I'm not, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, to uh, to that point, uh, when I'm coaching um, clients, I'll tell them, too, as it relates to, you know, getting rid of debt because sometimes they think, oh, there's nothing I can do about this or whatever. And I'm like, um, particularly like medical bills, you know, like, nothing I can do about that. I'm like, no, do you know if you call the hospital and tell them that you can't afford it, there are some hospitals that will, they have programs. They'll waive everything or they'll get it down to about nothing. If you just call and ask, they're not going to promote these programs. They're not going to 
Right. You know, right. put it out there for the world to see. But if you just call and ask, you know, they, you know, sometimes, not all of them, but a lot of them do. Right. They have these programs. How do I know? Because I called one time and my son had two surgeries. Hmm. <laughs> right, right. You know, even even though insurance covers some of it, I can't pay. I can't pay all these thousands of dollars to chop mm-hmm. <laughs> which is real. And and the you worst know? thing, the worst thing that who whoever could tell you, the worst thing they could say is no. That's it. And so, it. and I had to change my own mindset because a lot of times we're expecting a no, and I had to change my mindset to not expect a no. So I have, um, I always say, yeah. like, I don't, you're not going to tell me no. I say no. Other people don't tell me no. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask. And and having that mindset and just changing changing my mind with, you know, with my faith. You know, I, I have faith that what I'm doing, I'm supposed to be doing. So when someone tells me no, I'm like shocked. Like, what? Yeah, what? you know, right. So we have to, right. So you have to change. Right. Who else can I to talk where, to? Right. Who else can right. I talk to? Is there like, somebody else? Like... A, a, right. Give me a supervisor, a cousin, somebody else, because somebody gonna do something. <laughs> right. Uh, at this time, I we have about nine right. minutes left. Um, guys, yes. if you have any questions or comments for Miss Lexi, Star Six, your line, and go ahead and ask your question or comment. So um, with that being said, while we're waiting to see if anyone have any questions or comments, Ms. Lexi, if if they are looking for you, how can yes. they find you? Yes, okay. So I am um, on most social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, Periscope. You can find me um, either just Lexi Jones or Purposeful Lexi. Uh, my website is www.lexijonesllc.com. Um, you can find me there. And, of course, there's also my email, which is simply lexi at lexijonesllc.com. So, but messaging me through social media, any of those social media platforms, I'm really easy to reach. So I know. I when Like I tell people, it's, too easy to find me, so if anyone ever says I couldn't find you, I couldn't get in touch with you, I know yeah, that's you, you not didn't the try. truth. All right, right. You didn't I, try. I'm too too accessible in one yeah. way. Yeah, oh, my pages are public. Yeah, yeah, my, my pages are public. My, you know, yeah, no. You Google me, you don't find me. I mean, right? You didn't try. Right, right. Wow, that, that's that's awesome. I hope you guys do take the the opportunity and um, please reach out to Miss Lexi. Miss Lexi, she is um, taught us a lot, and you guys know everything we said. Um, we've all either been there, done that, said it, repeated right. it, heard someone else yes, say it. It's, it's a generational thing. We we say what we hear said, but your kids mm-hmm. will too. So if yes. you're teaching them and telling them messages about lack, message, you know, lack, we don't have, and, you know, in mm. a kid's mind, it's going to, to them, they're going to look at it, it doesn't make sense to work because mom or daddy, right. you work and you don't never have money. What's what's the point what's the, of right. work? Why should I work? <laughs> right. Right. So I always like to say, instead of saying I don't have or, I, you know, I'm just not going to be able to say, how can I afford it? Because when you say it that way, you actually stimulate your um, brain to begin looking for creative resolution. Mm. So what what is a, a creative – I always say the simplest thing when I think about creating money or, you know, just extra money, whether it's money to spend or save on, I always say have a garage sale. Like that's like so simple to me as mm-hmm. a creative – maybe not a creative solution, Depends on what you're trying to do, but it's it's something. It's one of those baby steps. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things out there that you can do. Uh, we just our minds are so closed. We've been so conditioned to just look at things one way. You can have a garage sale. I mean, drive for Uber. I, I'm serious. I do it every now and then. Hmm. <laughs> so, you know, drive. There's just too much uh, that you can do these days. Mm-hmm. You know, 
they've got those uh the Facebook garage sale things. Well, I love them things. I love them things. I'll go, uh, you know, buy something and then sell it. I mean, you know, just. <laughs> mhm. It's, it's a yeah. lot of ways. We just have to get creative. And I think a, a lot of times, too, we worry about what people are going to think. Right. Um with, you know, what we do or, or don't do or whatever, and we really have to get outside of that. We really have to get outside yeah. of that. They even have a um, service now. I can't think of what it's called, but, like, um, if you order food from somewhere that doesn't deliver, it's, um, it's like a Uber food or something similar mm-hmm. to that. Like, they'll bring your food, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like, who who thinks of this? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. That was exactly what I was going to say. You know, we are all a creative people in some way. A lot of us think we're not creative or, you know, no, we are all. God has given us, all of us, he has given us something. There is something that you can do that God has given you that you can monetize. Hmm. We just been conditioned to go to work, go to a nine-to-five. That wasn't the way it was. (laughs) Right. And we have so many more opportunities now, and it's it's ways to do do things now that maybe didn't exist 30, 40, 50 years ago. Yes. The opportunities are are different. And I'll tell people, like, um, I got real creative when, you know, I'm still creative, but when I had to be creative out of need, (laughs) <laughs> right. That was a whole right. different kind of creativity. Like I, I know how to do hair, for instance, and we don't. We take for granted that things we know how to do. Everybody knows how to do. I don't like mm-hmm. doing hair. I do not like right. doing hair. However, it's something I know how to do. So in yeah. in my creative need, I was doing hair, making extra money. I hated every minute of doing it, but I loved every minute of getting paid for it. Right, right, right. I hear you. I hear you. So we have to, you know, I I challenge, you know, the audience to, whether you're in need or not, number one, have have faith and and go to find someone that that knows. And, you know, if you're at rock bottom, as long as you're breathing, rock bottom is not your final destination. That's right. There's always something you could do. Uh, babysitting before, after care, um, people are always looking for. There's always something. And always even something. though that that dollar or that $5, $10, whatever, um, may not seem like a lot, it's, it's yeah, a baby so. step. It, it's something, right. I always say mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't know what minimum wage is right now. I know it's different in different places, seven twenty-five, eight, whatever. But mm-hmm. seven, eight, twenty-five is better than no twenty-five. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. You know, it's, it's better than than no twenty-five. So that may mean, you know, even picking up a a second part-time job or you know, doing Uber or doing um, Walmart or uh, whatever, doing something, doing hair, making baskets. Mm -hmm. It's so many different things that you can do that's part of those baby steps. Right. You know, so, Ms. Lexley, do you have anything you would like to leave the audience with as we come up on one minute left? I would just, um, you know, want to reiterate that, um, again, finances, money management is all about your mindset. And so if you're not sure, you know, how, you know, to change your mindset or whatever, reach out to me um, so that, you know, I can help you, I can show you how to do that. It's really just about retraining the brain. The things that these messages that we have in our minds right now about finances and money are things that we've grown up with. They, we weren't born with them. We were trained and so anything that can be tra- that was trained can be untrained, and then we can retrain with the right stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, 
um, you guys for joining us for another Define You Wednesday. Thank you, Miss Lexi. Um, her information will be posted on the event page. I will also post the quote of the week. See you guys next week, same time, same place. Thank you. And the pitch. We deliver baseball caps, myths, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering.